So this morning's reading that Jeff graciously read for us, referring to Jesus' own return by saying, nobody knows when the day or the hour will come, not even the heavenly angels, not even the Son. Father knows? It seems like a really odd place for us to begin the season of Advent. We're not starting this season with a prophecy from Isaiah. We're not starting with a story of an angel visiting Mary. But instead, we're beginning our season of Advent towards the end of the gospel. Advent, as Julie told the kids, is a season of preparation within the church. This started way, way back in the 7th century, and it was observed as a penitential season, not unlike season of Lent. It was a season of preparation for Christmas. It's a season of anticipation. So over the next four weeks, yeah, we'll have hope and joy and peace and love as we anticipate the birth of the Christ child. But at the same time, over the next four weeks, we are also recalling Christ's promise to come again. The promised return of Christ is something that we as Christians, we have been proclaiming since the birth of the church. It's right there in the middle of the Apostles' Creed when we remember the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. We say, I believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son of God who was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. That's part of our Advent story. Then we jump ahead to the end of the story, who suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, and he descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again and ascended to the heaven. There we are in Easter and Eastertide. But at the very end of this section on Jesus, it says, he will come again to judge the living and the dead. So this morning, there's no Isaiah 9 The people walked in darkness, have seen a great light. A child is born, a son is given to us, and authority shall rest on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and Prince of Peace. So while many of you have decked your halls this weekend in preparation of finding the Christ child in the manger, we are beginning the season of Advent, which in a seemingly odd place. This entire week, well, since Thursday when I got the flyer in my email, I've had an 11-foot Olaf snowman on the brain and a shiny new tinsel tree that was delivered. But this reading this morning pushes us toward an apocalyptic day and away from oversized inflatable yard decorations and tacky Christmas trees. Don't tell Allison I said that. Jesus told his disciples to stay alert, keep awake, because, the, because when the day comes, no one will see it coming, it being the return of Christ. Just with the flood way back in Genesis, back when they were eating and drinking and marrying one another, And we can read that and think that sounds odd, but a better reading of that particular part of the gospel is that they were going through, back in the day, their normal day-to-day grind. They were doing their daily routines. So in the midst of our daily routines, with sudden, suddenness and without warning, Jesus will return. 
And all there is to do for us is to wait and to be on watch. Regardless of what you've read on the internet or heard shouted from a street corner or seen driving around Alexandria. Does anybody remember the weird, creepy van that used to drive around Alexandria back when the rapture was going to happen? Anybody remember that one? Uh, There's no tea leaves for us to read when it comes to the second coming of Christ. There's no way for us to know when that day will be or what is going to happen. This may come as a shock to many or even offend some of you. But as we move towards December 24th and December 25th, it's easy to overlook this season of preparation that we find ourselves in. And it's easy to skip ahead to the bright lights and to the tinsel of Christmas. But Advent, the time we find ourselves in now, it's not Christmas. Fleming Rutledge, she's often described as the day of the Episcopal Church. She put it like this. Advent teaches us to delay Christmas in order to experience it truly when it finally comes Advent is designed to show that the meaning of Christmas is diminished to a vanishing point if we're not willing to take a fearless inventory of the darkness. On Christmas Eve, here in this room and upstairs and with family and friends around the world, we will recall how Jesus entered into the darkness of this world, darkened by sin and death, and entered into our world as a great light. Yet we allow the bright lights of Christmas to overtake the darkness Advent begins with. Standing in the light of uh, the Christ child in the manger, it's more comfortable, frankly, than waiting waiting in the shadows of what is to come. Because when we wait, we relinquish control of the agenda. In our waiting during Advent, we are acknowledging the limitedness with which we can predict and control God's act, acts of grace. And I understand. Many of you are scratching your heads and thinking, this is not what I showed up uh, on Sunday morning at the beginning of the Christmas season to hear. Because as Fleming puts it, uh, Advent begins in the dark. The uniqueness of Advent is that it really forces us more than any of any other season of the year to look at the shadows around us. But we'd rather build fancy castles around ourselves and deck those out with angels and candles. And this is when this this morning becomes less puzzling and I stop scratching my head so much and I begrudgingly admit that our reading from the end of Matthew's gospel makes sense. I mean, last Sunday we closed out the church year by proclaiming Jesus' lordship over everything. Jesus is Lord and everything else is something that I'm not allowed to say in church. And today we begin a new church year with that same proclamation, Jesus is King, as we look forward to Christ's promised return. And this is what changes the focus of Advent from shiny lights and guaranteed two-day 
to the unexpected inbreaking of God's grace into the darkness that we find ourselves in. We begin the new church year within the church by waiting. Not for an infant, but rather we are waiting anxiously for Christ's return. A better preacher than I, you might know her, her name is Reverend Chenda Lee. She put it like this. In the season of Advent, we await the celebration of the Incarnation, and we anticipate the fulfillment of a promise. A promise to come again and to restore broken creation from the bondage of sin and death. To take it a step further and to double down, Stanley Hauerwas, he's a professor of Christian ethics at Duke Divinity, he said it like this, Be ready and prepared, even if it's not raining. Jesus has called us to patient endurance while it may appear that the world is coming apart at the seams. And patience, as I explained to you all a few weeks ago, for me at least, it's not an easy task. We are living between times and it can seem as though God has forgotten about the promise to send Christ again. But our patient waiting is possible by the hope made real in Jesus Christ. Stay awake and keep watch. As we remember Christ's entry into the world in the lowly manger and we look forward to his coming final victory, it can feel as though we have to keep moving. We have to keep doing something. Preparations have to be done, which means we have to be moving around and doing something. We can feel like Noah and we can begin to feverishly build and work on an ark, building something that will sustain us in this time between. We don't know when Jesus is coming, but we think to ourselves, we've got to get to work. We've got to do something. We have to do anything to prepare the way of the Lord or to distract us from the darkness that we find surrounding ourselves. And this is when we become bogged down with the busyness of Christmas. This is when the two-day delivery, the shining lights, and parties with our friends take center stage instead of allowing the season of Advent to simply be a simple time of waiting and preparation. The good news is while we're waiting in this weird in-between time, the ark, the thing that needed to be, has already been created. If we think back to the creed and what do we proclaim each week when we gather around the table, through Christ's death and through his resurrection, the church was born. This community, this community and the larger body that we are a part of was created to be a refuge from inflatable Disney characters and to be a place where we, all of us, All of God's beloved children can find rest. We can be a community keeping watch and waiting for Jesus. Because all that was required to be done has already been done, leaving us on watch and to be at the ready. Because Jesus is coming. Thanks be to God. Amen. So uh, we have a programming note for everyone. 